Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. That was a little squeaky start there. <laughs> uh, my name is Ann Ortley. Today is March. This is the weekly weather for March 7th, 2021. And I'm sitting here at the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday, getting ready to uh, have a friend over for dinner and um, hanging out. I got the afternoon off. Normally I work on Sundays, but that's why I'm doing the podcast a little earlier then uh, the 6, 6.30 time frame because i got somebody coming over for dinner. So our week ahead, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We have a lot of energy in the sky. As mentioned last week, Mars is going into Gemini. So a lot of times, you know, it's plans changing suddenly, like, okay, I'm working on this, and okay, now I'm working on that, and okay, now I'm working on this. So you want to kind of think of this as being a very um, – up and down kind of week because Mars and Gemini is a little of this, a little of that, a little of this, a little of that. And uh, he likes to do things a couple times. Um, and while he's still in Aquarius, while Mercury is still in Aquarius ruling him, of course, Mercury changes later in the week into Pisces. Um, Mars and Gemini in Aquarius is trying different options out. He's saying, well, maybe we could do this. Let's try this. So you want to kind of look for there's an opportunity for you to do things a couple of times or to take a couple of takes or to try it, and then if it doesn't work, to try it again because the energy is pretty flexible. Uh, The other thing that happens this week is Sun and Venus come to Neptune. Uh, Both of them meet up with Neptune. They're both in Pisces, of course, Neptune's in Pisces. And this happens every year when they meet up, but they don't often meet up one, two, like right in a row. And what's going to happen in a couple weeks, we're going to have a Sun-Venus conjunction in Aries. So they're traveling kind of close together. So as the Sun comes up and joins with Neptune and Venus comes up and joins with Neptune, what you want to really do is focus on you know, what your dreams are. It's a big dream week. It can also mean a lot of rain um, or snow because Neptune is aspecting the sun and the Venus. So there's a lot about making your dreams come true or working on your dreams or trying to proceed forward with your dreams. So your job is to kind of go, okay, I'm entering this high dream time and, you know, what do I want to do about it or how do I want those dreams that I have, how do I want them to show up in my life? So when we're we're seeing all this energy, uh, there's a lot of energy in the chart around partnering with dreams and figuring out, you know, how we're going to use them or what we're going to do about them. And thinking about that that story of yes, what am I what do my dreams actually look like? You know, where am I being called? What am I being asked to do? The chart also is in the shape of a bowl. Moon has gone into Capricorn now, so for the last couple of weeks last week and a half or so, moon has been the handle of a bucket, but now it's a bowl. So the moon is heading in to meet up with the Capricorn planets, then the Aquarius, the Pisces, and then the Aries, Uranus, Taurus, Taurus, Uranus, uh, Gemini. So it's on the same side. So the heavens have a giant bowl, and all the planets are to one side of the node of fate. So when that happens, we are offered opportunities to figure out how to work in partnership because obviously there's another half of the pile. You know, the other half of the sky is empty. The other thing that's happening is the Sun and Venus are squaring the nodes of fate, which Neptune's been doing for a while. This is a situation called in the bends. And when a planet's in the bends, what it's invited to do is make choices. So as uh, the Sun squared Venus last, Uh, the sun squared the nodes last week Venus is squaring the nodes this week so she's going to invite us to make choices about how to proceed remember she's exalted right now 
She's in her favorite sign of Pisces. She rules the Uranus. Uranus is answering to Venus. Of course, Venus is answering. She's exalted, so that means she's not in her rulership. So she's answering to Jupiter. Jupiter's answering to Saturn. Saturn still controls the whole heavens. You know, Mercury Mercury answers to Saturn, answers to Saturn, because um, the ruler of Mars and Gemini also does. So we have a lot of energy reporting into Saturn. But now the planets are all kind of coalescing. And the moon is going to come flying through them and carry messages from one to the other. When we think of bowl charts, think of what a bowl does. You know, it kind of holds things. So we're entering a period this next couple weeks where we're going to be interested in holding on to things or creating things that give us some sustenance sustenance in the world, some substance in the world that help us really understand, oh, okay, that's how we're going to do it? Okay, I got it. Very positive energy for the most part. The sky is pretty happy, uh, meaning that, you know, no planets are in big arguments with each other. Um, We also do have, uh, you know, kind of some nodal axis this week, energy this week. But the Neptune, you know, aspect in the nodes, I often find in the Sun aspect in the nodes and Venus aspect in the nodes, I often find that there is a gentleness with that. There can be some depression. There can be some uh, emotional upset, right? Because Neptune can sometimes make us feel a little overwhelmed emotionally, and that's okay. You want to kind of think of yourself as a little boat tacking across the sea, you know, where you're kind of sailing. Go listen to fight song. Uh, it's um, like a l- small boat on a sea, you know. <laughs> like you're a little boat, you're tacking. It's not a direct, uh, not a direct t- time. It's a little left. It's a little right. It's a little left. It's a little right. Following the wind, or you know, think about when you get in the ocean and you go down the beach a little bit. When you come out, you have to walk back and get to your blanket. So it's an interesting energy. It's a very soft energy this week. Um, which is helpful, I think. You know, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of stress uh, in stuff. And Mars this week, he does, you know, he does kind of back away from a fight to Pluto. He does he does have an aspect of declination to the nodes, but he's in Gemini, so he allows you to look at it and go, well, it could be this or it could be that. Mars is not that strong when he's in Gemini. He's um, well, it's this and it's that. So like, is it that bad? Is it really bad? You know, like, what's what's that about? And Gemini, of course, is dual, part one, part two. So we're going to look at, we're going to look for doubles. We're going to look for, uh, you know, what our understanding is of it. And then we have to then figure out, okay, now that I have that understanding, now what do I want to do? In the end of the week, Mercury goes into Pisces on March 15th. And when he's in Pisces, he loses a lot of his efficacy because he's he's what we call exalted when he's in Aquarius. So once he goes into Pisces, he gets very emotional. Mercury gets very emotional. He's still reporting into Saturn, but he's losing some of his big vision. So you want to kind of give when Mercury enters into Aquarius at the end of the week – you want to kind of know that you're going to really feel an energetic shift. Remember, Mercury's been in Aquarius for a while. He went into Aquarius in January, and he you know, went retrograde in Aquarius, so we've spent a lot of time working with a precise Mercury. Then he's going to get emotional once he goes into Pisces on the uh, 15th, and he's going to really feel things. Now, of course, that's not until next Monday, but 
with all the Neptune in the sky, with Sun and Venus meeting Neptune, you want to be working on your big vision, on your purpose, on your dreams, working on making your dreams come true, and knowing with the Sun squaring the nodes, there's a couple of options. Knowing with Mars and Gemini happening, do it twice, do things twice. That's an important component of that Mars and Gemini. And Mars is going to move in. Um, he's going to have a quintile to Neptune, which is a positive energy. And then he has a contra parallel to Pluto on the 9th. So there's kind of a, a forward motion of, of him at that point. But basically, the energy is, is pretty good. We also have Pallas Athena entering Pisces. That happened today, so I talked about it last week. She's been in Aquarius. She was in Capricorn most of last year, hanging out with the Capricorn guys, um, the COVID clump. And now she's in. Uh, now she's migrating into Pisces, so she's a little softer in her vision too. And that happened on uh, that happened on today, on Sunday the seventh. And then she's going to be in Pisces for a while. So the sky is softening up making it more emotional, making it more sensitive, making it more intuitive. And your job is to kind of look at this and go, oh, okay, you know, I, I get it. I'm working on this stuff. And there's a real forward motion energy here that's part and parcel of how we do it. So the week is nice for the most part. Moon is in Capricorn. Um, let's look at our moon calendar here. So today the moon is in Capricorn, uh, and he is in Capricorn tomorrow, the 8th, with a closing aspect of a moon conjunct Pluto. So that's a lot about commitment, committing to things, and saying, okay, I'm going to commit to this. This is what I want to do. And then the moon goes into Aquarius on Tuesday morning at 9.41, a.m., and he's in Aquarius all day the 9th, and he's all day the 10th. And he goes, uh, he goes void at 10.32 p.m. on the 10th, where he has a um, conjunction to Mercury in Aquarius. So Moon in Aquarius meets Mercury in Aquarius. So the 9th and the 10th are good for signing contracts, for getting things up and running, for making commitments to things the same as Monday is. Then the moon goes uh, void at 10.32 p.m., and he's void until 9.44 in the morning. These are all East Coast times on the 11th. And on the 11th, he's in uh, Pisces on the Thursday the 11th, Friday the 11th. And then there's a new moon on Saturday in Pisces at the last degrees. And then the moon goes void. And that's at 521 in the morning. And the moon goes void at 1136 a.m. Uh, with a sextile to Pluto. Moon in, moon in Pisces, sextiles Pluto in Capricorn. So all week has good moon endings. Now, some people don't like the moon in Capricorn landing on Pluto, but it is an accounting energy. You know, it's an accountability. So it's generally not a bad aspect, but it does have a um, a little more sternness to it. So that's on today and tomorrow. And then as we get to the back end of the week, when the moon goes into Pisces, that's a very fertile moon. Um, and it kind of is very fertile and abundant. And then, of course, we have the new moon, on Friday the 13th, or on Saturday the 13th, and the moon is uh, goes void. New moon's in the morning, bright and early, 521 in the morning, East Coast time. Uh, and then it's void most of the day, Saturday the 13th, the 13th, entering into Aries at 644 p.m., and he'll be in Aries Saturday night, Sunday, and that Sunday the 14th is daylight savings time. 
which we spring forward in the summer, you know, the spring. So I'm always like, oh, sleep deprivation. And he's in Aries on the 14th, and then he's in Aries on the 15th, going void at 11.40 p.m. with a square to Pluto. So the weekend, you know, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, you know, it's a little stressful because the moon is a little anxious because he's square. He's in Aries, he wants to take action, but he's running into a roadblock with Pluto. So your job is to get everything done, you know, before the moon goes void at 11.30 on Saturday uh, this week because you really don't want to do stuff on Saturday night, Monday, Sunday and Monday because it's just a little more stressful. Moon and Aries likes to argue a bit. You know, he's going to be a little cranky. He's going to be a little about, like, what's my value? Do you love me? Do you like me? He does have sex styles, too you know, the air planets, uh, the Aquarius planets, but he does have a square to Pluto. And so, um, you know, we've had this, we had that all summer long with Mars squaring Pluto. So I always feel like every time planets go through Aries since that Mars has left, which hasn't felt like it's been that long, you know, he kind of reminds us of what that struggle was. And with Mars and Gemini this week, uh, Mars and Gemini asks us to revalue, revisit, whatever. And then, of course, Mercury um, migrating into Pisces bright and early, or I'm sorry, in the evening on the 15th, next Monday the 15th, Mercury goes into Pisces. Things get a little unclear, uh, a little murky, a little, okay, how are we going to do it? You have to kind of go with the flow. Whereas you've got Mercury in Aquarius in his exaltation this week. So this is a great week to take advantage of ideas and focus and attention and really kind of push. Uh, and work on your dream because Venus and the Sun are coming to the Neptune. Uh, you know, they're encouraging you to do dream, but it may go, the week may go kind of fast. So when we're doing the Donald list, which is in honor of my good friend Donald Blandford, uh, the week this week that we're going to really find kind of dreamy drifty is the 10th because of all the conjunctions then. And we're going to feel like we get a lot accomplished. Uh, Thursday's not going to feel like there's a lot going on. There's just not a lot in the sky that day. But we do have a pretty big uh, energy on Saturday uh, in the evening. Uh, So that can be good or bad, you know, because it's got the, that energy of intensity. But basically, it's an easy week. Not a lot of conflict, not a lot of problem, and so that's helpful. You know, we're not going to feel particularly overburdened this week, which I love. <laughs> I'm kind of in the mood. I, one, I can't believe it's March already. But two, that it is March, and now we kind of go, okay, we're forward. Every planet in the sky is moving forward. Nobody's retrograde. Nobody is causing anybody any problems. They're all being very serious-minded and reporting to Saturn. And they're all saying, okay, Saturn, we're, we're on the plan. We're working the plan. So there's a, there's a discipline and a dedication to it, you know, and I think that's important, that discipline and dedication. Of course, that Sun, Venus, uh, meeting up with Neptune. Um, you know, when all, the, all these states were opening up the mask stuff and, you know, opening everything up, I was like, why are they doing that? We're so close to being, you know, better with the virus, you know, the vaccine and controlling it. And then somebody went, spring break. And I went, oh, right, spring break. We're in that season. And so that sun Venus on Neptune is infection. (laughs) So wear your mask, people. You know, this is a... A health protocol you can follow. Obviously, the parties on Daytona Beach and the parties in Texas are not necessarily planning on doing that. 
but um, understanding that that part of our part of our dream here, part of our journey here, is to recognize that these energies do happen, and in their uh, in their Pisces is spreading thing. You know, Pisces is boundaryless. You don't necessarily see it. So in a good way, it's great for dreams. It's big visions and big dreams. But in another way, it's a little hard, you know, because it does have the lower form of it, which is infection. So hopefully, you know, we've got enough people going to still wear their masks and not infect everybody else. But I, you know, I, I was like, why are they doing that? And then somebody went spring break. I'm like, oh, spring break. Yeah, that'll do it. <sighs> Money. It's a wonderful thing, except when it does things like this. At any rate, um, enough enough of that. On to the sun this week. So our sun this week is rolling between, you know, he's in Pisces, so he's a happy guy when he's in Pisces. And he's rolling from 17 Pisces to 27, because we're going towards the uh, summer solstice, right? I'm sorry, the spring equinox. Um which is going to happen in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a Venus-Sun conjunction, too, as I mentioned. He's, he and Neptune are getting closer. Uh, the Sun and Venus are getting closer and closer together. So there's going to be a nice Venus star point, which is a complement to the one that happened in June of last year. If you had you started something June 1st, June 2nd, now we have a complement to that energy um, coming up on the you know when we get to the end of the month of March. But now Venus is in her dreamy side. So she's just working on the dream. And so the sun this week, as he runs from 17 to 27, um, he is talking to Neptune, as we've talked about, which is a lot about, not you know, there's a whole energy with Neptune also of not really seeing things clearly. Uh, but, you know, it's okay. You know, sometimes that's the dream. You know, you watch a movie, and, you know, you're in the rapture with the movie, and then it ends, and you go, oh, it's, it was imaginary. So it's not a bad thing, but it's understanding that the Neptune often speaks to us about not seeing things or understanding things, but not getting them on some level. So the sun this week, in his declinations, he does talk to Neptune by declination on the 8th, and then he, he meets up with him on the 10th. So we're running a lot of Neptune. And then this is parallel Neptune on the 8th. And then he's parallel Ceres on the 8th. Again, working with us and helping us figure out things. He's in a semi-sextile to Jupiter. Jupiter and Neptune is kind of an overdoing energy. Even if, even if it's a little bit of a stressful aspect, it tends to overdo. And then on the 11th, the sun is square Juno, which is a partnership energy. So there's a lot of partnering that we're going to be thinking about because Juno's in Pisces. Uh, Juno's in Sag, so that's good. And then there's a little bit of stress on the 13th because the sun is semi-square Uranus in, in Taurus. So it's saying, this is my dream. You know, how do I get there? What's that story look like? And then there's a lot of energy around sun contra parallel Athena. Now remember, sun's in Pisces and Athena's in Pisces. So they're working with each other but they're also in a little bit of an argument. So that suggests you might be working a bit with your blind spot, which is okay. Um, that's kind of part of the deal sometimes. So recognize that blind spot and be comfortable with it. That's going to take place on the um, on the 13th. Uh, then Sun is semi-square Saturn. Now remember, you know, the, either one's in Taurus, one's in Aquarius. So the Sun in Pisces is kind of in the middle between them. So the Uranus... Um, has the dream 
I'm sorry, the Uranus, it's semi-square Uranus and Saturn this week. So the sun squares, semi-squares Uranus, and then he comes to semi-square Saturn. Now, that's not an actual pattern in the sky, but it's certainly a big energy. So you go back to the 14th when the sun and Saturn, the sun and Uranus squared each other, and you look at that and you go, oh, okay, now I get it, now I get it, now I understand what my responsibilities are here. There's a lot of energy about understanding the changes you're making or if, you, you know, a lot of people with this Uranus-Saturn square in Aquarius and uh, uh, Taurus are making physical changes in their life. I was talking to a friend of mine and she was listing all the people that she knew that were moving, selling properties, moving, changing lives, changing stuff. And of course, after the pandemic, you know, after the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, whether it's a war or a pandemic, we make new choices. So people are making choices about the direction. And so the sun in Pisces this week, as he forms this, you know, these two semi-squares, he says to you, we're going to make decisions about the direction of your life. And you go, okay, okay, I can do that. And then, and then you get a little nervous, you know, because you're like, I'm making these big decisions. It's, cog- it's called cognitive dissonance or, you know, just plain old anxiety. I'm good with that. So it's not, big, but it is, a, you know, trusting that you're heading in the right direction. Remember, it's, you know, it's kind of like when you're on the beach in a fog because the sun is coming to Neptune, Venus is coming to Neptune, you're working on the dream, or when you're driving on a road on a foggy day, you you know you're on the road, you know you're on the way, you don't actually know when you're going to get there, and you're a little stressed. You know, fog is kind of weird, right, where it comes in and then it kind of billows away or it kind of disappears, and then it kind of moves in again. You know, so it's kind of foggy, but trust the process. You know, this is change that you've initiated or you've thought about. You don't have to have it done till next year. You're not going to actually really have it done till December. But this is when you, you've made the commitment. You said, okay, I'm going to do it, and now you might be a little bit, hmm, Or you might be, okay, I'm going to work forward through the dream, even if I don't know quite how to do what I'm doing, because you don't, because maybe you've never done it before, or maybe it's a big change, or maybe it's an emotional change. So you're going to feel kind of, uh, (sighs) you know, like that excited, quivery energy, that kind of thing with the sun this week as he has his aspects to Saturn and Uranus. I don't consider that bad, but I do recognize there can be an emotional component to it. Then we pop out of that on the 16th, and the sun in Pisces is sextile Pluto in Capricorn, which is a nice, good, solid, working, productive energy, and that, of course, is on uh, Tuesday the 16th. So that's kind of an offer or you know, a contingency thing coming in. You know, you've got it. Um, we go to Mercury. Mercury this week runs from 20 Aquarius through 28 Aquarius. So he's cooking. His favorite sign, one of his favorites, Deccans. He's smart. He's related. He's partnering. He's doing all this stuff. Accept help this week. When people offer you help, take it. Someone suggests, hey, you should do this. Say yes, I'm in. I'll take it. Um, 
So as Mercury in Aquarius forms aspects this week, you know, he's following up. Remember the sun was there and Venus was there, and now Mercury's coming through. He's finished his shadow work with uh, the Mercury retrograde, and now it's full steam ahead as he rolls between 20 and 27 Aquarius. So he's going to take you back on a little tour of memory lane as he aspects um you know the planets in the sky he also is as he comes in to talk to the aquarian planets um he's going to meet up with them and kind of start new and exciting stuff as he talks to them right because he's got these conversations running so he has a sextile to juno on march 8th which is partnering i'm interested in partnering i'm interested in investing i'm interested in doing forward remember he's exalted so he's in high information gathering mode he has a sextile to Eris on the 10th, where he moves forward through discord and kind of finds a peaceful solution to things. So that's good. He has a quintile to Uranus on the 12th, which is very much about kind of creative ideas about how to do things. He has a quintile to uh, the, node, the south node of fate in Sagittarius on the 13th, where he's also inspired on how to how to move forward and do things. He does have a little stressful emotional energy on the 13th around uh, housing, home, body. You know, can be some health issues on that on the 13th, too. So if anything surfaces for you health-wise, go to the doctor. Um, and then he also has a – he enters Pisces, as I mentioned, on March 15th, leaving behind. He also lets go of something important with his contraparallel to Uranus. So first he has a quintile to Uranus this week, which is he's kind of inspired to do stuff, and then he kind of goes, okay, I'm going to let that go. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good to let go. Kind of like when you were a little kid and you were learning how to swim, and you know you had to push off and go swim, and you would maybe hang on the side for a little, and then you push off and you're okay. So it's that kind of energy. Um, I know I'm using a lot. Of, last week was bike riding. This week I'm getting you in the pool. Okay, uh, uh, Venus this week runs from 12 Pisces to 20. Uh, how far does she go? She runs from 12 Pisces to 24 Pisces. And, of course, she's tracking the things that the sun did last week, following in his footsteps. Um she makes decisions around home and house on March 8th. She contacts the nodes, connects with the nodes of fate, making a fated decision on the March 9th as she squares the nodes. Now remember, Sun did it last week, right? Now Venus is following in its path. So the Sun illuminated, and now Venus is coming along and going, you know, that's really good, but you know what we have to do? We have to do this, 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 and this. So this kind of think of it as the next part of the task. When the Sun squared the nodes, then now Venus squares them, and she says, okay, forward. Um, we also have Venus contraparallel Chiron, gives us an energy of working with uh, how we heal ourselves. We, As we mentioned, we have the Sun joining Neptune on the 10th of March. We had Venus joining Neptune on the 13th of March. And Venus is also parallel Neptune. So the 13th, 14th, very emotional uh, because we're really feeling stuff. We're feeling things in a deep level. And, of course, we do have our our new moon that day. Uh, we're going to have a new moon ritual. I believe it's Wednesday. I don't know if Rose has it up on the website yet, but we'll be sending out a newsletter. But there will be a new moon ritual Wednesday night for the new moon that we're having on Saturday uh, at 5 in the morning. Um, and then we have Venus square Juno, which is partnerships and relationships. She also has a little bit of a stressful energy to Uranus which is what the Sun has on the 13th, Venus has on the 15th. 
Um, so they're they're kind of in companion. So the sun sees it, and he goes, okay, I've got this, I'm working on it. And then Venus comes along and goes, how much is that going to cost? <laughs> and you want to just say to Venus, it's okay, honey. It's going to probably cost more than you want, but that's okay. Just just know it's all right. It's part of the process. Um, and so as Venus says, how much? <laughs> you want to just say to her, it's okay, it's okay, you're good, you're good. You're working on the dream. Sometimes dreams cost money, right? And that's okay, that's okay if a dream costs you a little money. Uh, Mars this week, of course, he's um, he does have a little contention energy on uh, the 9th, but it's more of a walk away. You know, he's in Gemini, so he's contraparallel Pluto and Capricorn. So Pluto and Capricorn says it has to be like this way. And Mars and Gemini goes, hmm, I don't know. I think I want to do it some other way. Pluto's ultimately going to win because, you know, he's bigger than Mars. But Mars right now is feeling like he needs to try some options. Do not deny Mars his options. Even if they don't work out, at least explore them. Check out a couple to see what you get because that's helpful for you to feel like you've really explored your options. March 12th, you're going to have an aspect from Mars to the nodes of fate. And in this case, of course, Mars is going to come to, uh, by declination, he's not there by aspect, because he only goes from 2 to 7 this week. But he's by declination, he's parallel to the nodes. So that's on the 12th. So that should be some kind of decision that comes in that says, okay, this is how we're going to proceed. Uh, Uranus this week's basically at 8, Taurus, booping along, doop doo doop doo doop He does have an aspect to the south node of fate on the 14th, which gives him some permission to uh, figure out a new way, a new approach to stuff. And Neptune parallels Ceres this week. Um, you know, Neptune is, of course, at 20-ish. Uh, and so she parallels Ceres. So there's a very strong memory of the mother or the feminine, or perhaps some worry about your mother, or reminding yourself of the mother energy, because that's kind of up with Neptune series, is like, you know, what are we creating? And Pluto and series have an aspect of uh, creativity on the 14th. So, you know, if people are trying to get pregnant, this is a good week to do it. Um, we also have Chiron meeting up. Chiron meeting up with Ceres, uh, and that happens on the 13th. So remember, Ceres is now in Aries, so it's kind of a little independent, and it's not necessarily in the moon. So this can be, you know, some some words from a feminine energy that are a little wounding. But that's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just a little, a little stingy. Um, so basically, it looks like a nice week. I think we're going to have fun. Nothing, nothing ominous, nothing hard. Um, a lot of lot of action, a lot of drama, a lot of news, 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 but it also is, you know, it's it's all in proper time, all in proper form, all moving us towards our next chapter, whatever that's going to be, and we may not know right now <laughs> because, you know, there's all this Neptune up there, but we want to work on the dream. We want to say, you know, this is the dream I have. This is why I have this dream. This is why it's so important to me. So I really want you to focus and, and dream about the dream. Think about it. Play music that inspires it. Play music that in, that soothes your soul. It is a Neptune time, uh, which which often invites us to dream big. We do have to watch drugs and alcohol a little bit this week. Obviously, spring break, you know, that's part of it. But do be a little careful with the drugs and alcohol because this is also a week where it can kind of carry you away. Um, take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk, and I wish you all a great week. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>